1: box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, we are into our Easter programming, and we're going to bring you two Easter specials. Uh, And the first is a really uh, neat uh, curiosity. It's uh, an episode of Coast to Coast on a Bus. And this was a very popular children's radio series. Uh, It started out in 1924, and it continued until 1948. Uh, so nearly a quarter of a century on the air, though very few episodes survive to this day. It was hosted by Milton Cross throughout its 24-year run and did feature some performers like uh, Anne Blythe and Jackie Kelk, who went on to do some other things. This is an hour-long program of uh, music, laughter, poetry, and even a few skits uh, thrown in. The original air date on this is April the 9th of 1939. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to the Easter Sunday episode.
2: Coast to coast on a bus, the white rabbit line jumps anywhere, anytime. Oh, we just roll alone, and we and down, and and All day
3: long, and we don't care a lot. So hey, he told our hearts Matters not When army bus Jumps around That don't worry us Cause we just run along
4: Good morning, little and big folks, children and grown-ups. Passes on the white rabbit bus. Good morning and a happy Easter to you with snow and everything. (laughs) Yes, imagine my surprise when I looked out of my little apartment window this morning, this Easter morning, and found it snowing. Snowing to beat the band. (laughs) Uh, Fortunately, it has all disappeared. It's so cold, though, that most of the children could not wear their Easter things this morning. Of course, that didn't bother me much. I didn't get any new things. Don't you feel sorry for me? (laughs) (laughs) But just to say, the big white rabbit bus is flying along, loaded with happy Easter wishes for everyone.
3: Yeah, I'll say
5: she is. And here is Easter greetings from the porter. And the assistant porter. And driver kelp. And Peter Pig.
4: And Freddie Cash. And
5: Mumsy Pig. And Polly Pig. And all the big girls. And
4: all the big boys.
5: And the little girl And
6: the little boy And the lady next door.
4: (laughs) And everyone. (laughs) And before we go any farther, we bring you our morning hymn, a sacred song most appropriate for Easter morning, The Holy City, sung by Audrey Egan.
3: Last night I lay asleep There came a dream so fair I stood in old Jerusalem, beside the temple there. I heard the children singing, and ever as they sighed, methought the voice of angels.
4: that was very lovely. What would Easter be without the holy city? And now I believe Mary Frances Carden has an Easter greeting for us. Haven't you, Mary Frances?
6: Yes, Mr. Cross. It's a poem written by Charles Hanson Town, and it's called An Easter Canticle. Shall I read it for you now? Please do. In every trembling bud and bloom that cleaves the earth, a flowery sword, I see thee come from out the tomb, thou risen Lord. In every April wind that sings down lanes that make the heart rejoice. Yea, in the word the wood thrush brings, I hear thy voice. Lo, every tulip is a cup to hold thy morning's brimming wine. Drink, O my soul, the wonder up. is it not thine? The great Lord God invisible hath roused to rapture the green grass. Through sunlit mead and dew-drenched dell, I see him pass. His old immortal glory wakes the rushing stream and emerald hills. His ancient trumpet softly shakes the daffodil. Thou art not dead. Thou art the whole of life that quickens in the sod. Green April is thy very soul. Thou great Lord God.
4: Very beautiful canticle, Mary Frances. Yes, this is the time of the year when everything springs to life anew. And now here is that cute little prodigy, a little piano prodigy, seven-year-old Philippa Schuyler, who often has played her own compositions here for us on the Children's Hour, and who has won a number of citations for her musical ability. I saw a picture just lately, in the uh, well, just a short while ago, with a ram around Lily Pons in one of the newspapers, and also saw with a Lily Pons in the Musical Courier. Well, Philippa's back with us again this morning, and here she is, this little seven-year-old at the big piano, ready to uh, tell us. In the musical tones, A Curious Story by Stephen Heller. That was a curious story indeed, Philippa. Fascinating and so sweet. Seven-year-old Philippa Skyler with three little white flowers in her uh, dark curls this morning. And who is this standing here with her ticket ready to pay for a ride on the White Rabbit bus?
5: It's Teeny Bunny Elkins. Mr. Conductor?
4: I believe it is. Jeannie Bunny Elkins herself, all dressed up for Easter in her colorful little heart dress this morning. <laughs> you look very
5: sweet yourself, Mr. Cross.
4: <laughs> oh, do I, Jeannie? <laughs>
5: yes, I think you look beautiful.
4: Well, now, <laughs> thank you very much for the compliment. And now, have you a little song for the passengers on our White Rabbit bus today, Jeannie? Of
5: course I have, Mr. Cross. It's all about Easter Bunny.
4: Oh, yes, of course. I remember now. The bunnies paint pot, and you want to do this especially for Mr. and Mrs. Call in Philadelphia.
5: I wonder where the bunny gets his colors bright To paint his pretty colored eggs on Easter night If he would really truly tell, I'd like to know if he gets his colors from the bright rainbow, or if he dips his brushes in the dewdrops there to paint the lovely eggs that we find everywhere. If he would really, truly tell, I'd like to know. If Bunny gets his colors from the bright Rainbow.
4: <laughs> I think he gets his beautiful colors from the rainbow and the dewdrops, Jeannie dear.
5: Oh, me, oh, thank you, Joy. Now, do you want to come back and sit with me? I have some Easter eggs for you. Easter eggs for me, Joy? Yes. The Easter Bunny left a lot of them at my house, so I brought you some. Oh, thank you. Excuse me, Mr. Conductor. Joy brought me some Easter eggs. They're right here, Jeannie. Come
4: along with me. Well, Jeannie, while you're looking over those Easter eggs Joy brought you, uh, I think we'll ask Margaret McLaren to sing for us. Margaret has been having a Holy Week holiday vacation from her show, Knickerbocker Holiday. She sings for us now a number which she wants to dedicate to Mr. Robert Monaghan in Rochester, A Heart That's Free. with her uh, flowered hat this morning with its muleen veiling.
7: And now, Mr. Conductor, the committee is here. Yes, sir. We're all here. The committee? The Peter Pig committee, Mr. Cross.
4: Oh, the Peter Pig committee, of course.
7: You don't want to forget about us, Mr. Cross. We call on you every Sunday. And we always ask for a Peter Pig story. Of course we know we don't have to ask, but we like to. And then that makes us sure we'll have a story. You do have a Peter Pig story, don't you, Mr. Conductor?
4: Of course I have, Marilyn. A special Easter story from Folly Farm. Good. And here it is. Chapter 333 in The Adventures of Peter Pig by Jean Peterson. The day before Easter finds Mumsy Pig trotting down Piggles Avenue, holding on to the hoof of her small son, Peter. Looks as if he were being taken somewhere under protest. Let's check and find out. Listen.
2: Oink. Now one day I have to play. Why do you have to drag me down to Drake Brothers' department store, Mumsy? We'll be a mob of animals, and they'll push us around and step on us Oh, and... I realize getting
8: in a crowd isn't much fun, Peter, but I have to buy you something decent to wear to church tomorrow.
2: Well, can't you do it without my going along? No, not with any
8: certainty. Well, bro, I want to make sure we get the right size today because we won't have time to change it.
2: Well, then, let's go around by Hutch Hollow on our way to town.
8: Oh, what do you want to go by Hutch Hollow for?
2: Well, I have to make sure Ronald Rabbit comes by our house tomorrow. It's Easter, and I think it would be kind of nice to ask him and his brothers and sisters over to play.
8: Yes, it would, Peter, but can't you telephone him after we get home from shopping?
2: No, they haven't a telephone. With 15 bunnies to feed, I guess Mr. Rabbit can't afford anything like a a telephone. Oink, their house is just around the corner, Mumsy. Come on, I can see it from here. There's Honeybun, the baby, swinging down the gate.
8: Oh, dear, isn't he the cutest little thing that ever happened? Oink, hello there, Honeybun. Oh, hello, Peter Pig. Hello, honey. How are you this bright sunny morning? Very well, Faith. And how are you, Mrs. Pig? Oh, I'm well, too, honey. But I am in a pretty big hurry. Do you suppose Peter could see your brother Ronald right away? No,
5: Peter can't see Ronald this morning. Why? Why not? Because Ronald doesn't have any pants to wear. Doesn't have any pants to wear? No, Mama's washing them for Rufus' outfit. The press them so they'll look nice for Rufus' Easter outfit.
2: For Rufus. Easter outfit?
5: Yes, you, knew, you know Rufus. He's my brother that's next oldest to Ronald. Mama cut Rufus' pants down to fit Robbie, and Robbie's pants down to fit Ralphie. Mama's been awfully busy cutting. She set me out the place so I wouldn't bother her.
8: Oink, honey. How are you going to have a new Easter outfit? Oh, yes. Mama
5: took my sister's Rosie dress and made it shorter, and then she washed it and put new ribbons on it. Oh, it's so pretty. Now everybody has something to wear for Easter, excepting Ronald... Oink, doesn't he have anything to wear? Well, Mama knitted him a sweater, but what good's a sweater if you haven't any pants? Oink, honey, wouldn't you like to run in the
8: house and ask your mother if you can go down to the Drake Brothers department store with Peter and me? Oh, yes, Mrs.
5: Pig. Oh, goody, I'll ask Mama right away. Just a minute, Mrs. Pig.
8: Oink, Peter, we have to do something about Ronald's pants.
2: Oink, yes, Mumsy.
8: Oink, couldn't we buy some for Mumsy? Well, I I don't know now. I'd like to, but Mrs. Rabbit is very proud. But we'll figure out something. Just you come along to the Drake Brothers with me. Oh, sure, Mumsy.
5: Oh, Mrs. Pig, I can go with you. I can go with you. Well, now,
8: isn't that lovely? Oink, you take hold of her paw, Peter, and watch when you're crossing the street.
5: Oh, Mrs. Pig, I just love to go into big stores. Could we ride the elevator and see the toys?
8: Well, I, I don't know whether we could do that today, honey. I have to go to the little boy's department and look at a suit for Peter. But if we don't go to the toy department today, I'll take you some other time.
9: Ah, Good morning, Mrs. Pig. What can I do for you today? Oink, Mr. Drake. I want to look at a suit for Peter. Oh, then I'll wait on you myself. The clerks have so much business with everybody buying their new Easter bonnet. (laughs) What kind of suit would you want to see, Mrs. Pig? Something's in the blue suit with a double-pressed coat.
8: Well, if you have any special bargains, I'm always interested in saving money, Mr. Drake.
9: Then I know just what you want. <laughs> Come with me, young pig. I will show you a suit that will make you look like the kid's pajamas. <laughs> it has a pinstripe and a belt in the back. Well, I, I have
2: a coat with a belt in the back, Mr. Drake. I, I'd rather have something different.
9: No, okay. I was just thinking I could save your mama some money. It has two pair of pants. Did you say two pair of pants? Uh-huh. Oh, ain't
2: Peter... Well, say, Mister Drake, I, uh, I guess you can show me that suit. Well, here it is. <laughs> Just feel the quality. Uh huh. <laughs>
3: like,
2: yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, Mister Drake. And uh, will you wrap the two pair of
9: pants in separate packages? Now,
2: Peter, not so fast. I realize what you intend to do, but, but you don't know whether this
8: suit will fit. You. Oh, it's
9: the right size, Missus Pig. See, I'll measure the waist. <laughs> Just a minute. <laughs> There, in the lane. Oink, Mr. Drake, <laughs> do you have those pants in a size to fit a rabbit? Oh, you mean for the cute little pony you have met you?
8: Oh, now, Mr. Drake, she's a little girl bunny. Oh,
9: and what a cute one with the pink eyes and the pink hair.
8: Oh, Mr. Drake, I bet you say that to all the girls. Peter, supposing you take Honey over to the counter over there and, and show her the toy?
9: my God, I got you, Mom.
8: Oink, Mr. Drake. Could you give me one pair of pants to go with that suit that would be too small for Peter?
9: But, Mrs. Pig, if I sell you the pants that don't fit, they might split. And think how embarrassed your son would be. Oh,
8: but they aren't for my son. You see, I want one pair to give to Mrs. Rabbit's oldest little boy.
9: Oh, you mean the one that has such long ears and hops around like a jumping jack? That's the one.
8: He needs an Easter outfit, Mr. Drake. His mother would be too proud to accept a straight-out gift. You see, I thought if I could arrange not to have two pair of pants that would fit Peter... You know, so I'd have to take one smaller pair... Oh,
9: I see, Mrs. Pig. And Peter couldn't wear them, and you wouldn't want to throw away such good pants... So maybe Mrs. Rabbit could use them. That's the idea, Mr. Drake. Well, it's a little irregular, but seeing you're such a good customer, Mrs. Pig... And we wouldn't want for a rabbit should run around on Easter without pants. I'll do it. Oh, thank you,
8: Mr. Drake. Oh, Peter, honey, we'll be ready to go as soon as Mr. Drake wraps up our package... There are two pairs of pants, Peter, that come with that suit we're buying, but only one of them will fit you. The other one is too small.
2: Aw, can you beat that?
8: Yes, it it does seem a shame, but I guess I can use them to make hooked rugs. Unless do you suppose your mother could cut that small pair of pants down to fit Ronald, honey? I don't know. I think she could. She's an awfully good cutter. Well, here's our package. Come, let's run along fast. Maybe they won't have to be cut at all.
5: Oh, goody, then anybody has something to wear for Easter. Come on, Ronald, let's run quick. So we can tell Ronald. Ronald's going to have pants for Easter. Ronald's going to have pants for Easter. <laughs> well,
4: I'm glad to know Ronald's going to have pants for Easter, aren't you? <laughs> We're speaking, of course, of Ronald the Bunny. (laughs) Peter Pig was Mickey O'Day. Honey Bun was Jeannie Bunny Elkins. Mr. Drake was Jackie Kelkin. Mumsy Pig was Audrey. It was a good story, wasn't it? The children were fine. And now who'll sing a song for Peter Pig?
7: Ronald has a song, Mr. Conductor. Yes.
5: Ronald could sing about the red, red robin. Of course, it isn't about a pig, but it's nice and springy. I think the Red Red Robin is a lovely song. Oh, so do I. It always makes me think of Billy and
8: Bobby Mouth. They used to sing it on the bus, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah. All right, Ronald, will you sing about the Red Red Robin for Peter Pig? And let us dedicate it to Billy and Bobby Mouth in faraway California.
7: Of course, Mr. Conductor, I'd like to very much.
4: Well, here it is. It's especially for bobbing Billy and Bobby. <laughs>
7: Red, red robin' comes bob, 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 along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up. Cheer up the sun is red, live, love, laugh, and be happy. What if I've been blue now? I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robin comes, Bob Bob bop, along.
4: Do look <laughs> That's our bobbing young Ronald, Ronald List, whom we used to call our sonny Jim. And speaking of Billy and Bobby, we also had a telegram uh, of uh, Easter greetings from Jimmy McCallion, our former driver of the bus. And we all send uh, our best uh, Easter greetings to you, Jimmy. He's also in California, you know.
8: Happy Easter, Mr. Conductor. Well,
4: happy Easter to you, Renee. <laughs> well, you do look like spring song this morning. Oh, eh?
5: thank you, Mr. Conductor. I think she looks like a rainy spring song
4: this morning, Mr. Cross. You do, Patty? Why is that?
5: I don't know exactly. Maybe it's because you heard her practicing her song, Patty. Oh, maybe that is the reason.
4: And what song is this? Oh, yes, I see. Of course, Rain. Is that it? That's it, (laughs) Mr.
3: Conductor.
4: Rain by Renee. And she was dedicated by, uh, uh, to (laughs) Eileen Ryan in Montreal, Canada. Rain, it's rain.
3: Listen to the patter of the rain dashes all about.
8: Hurry, let us
3: shut it out and listen as it beats upon the window pane. Sometimes it's fast and sometimes slow. But when the wind begins to blow, it dashes it against the glass and spoils the raindrops' dance. Alas. Now, again, listen to the patter of the rain. Though we shut the raindrops out, merrily they dance about, tapping, tapping, tapping on my window pane. But from its home within the sky, the rain has brought. Allah lullaby that angels sing. As God, they keep.
4: Renee Terry, our golden haired Renee, a symphony of dark velvet this morning. And now an, an accordion bit pressed out by Marcello Roviaro from Tenafly, New Jersey. It's the Jolly Caballero, which we dedicate to Dr. St. Denis up in Montreal. <laughs> and his accordion from Tenafly, New Jersey.
2: And uh, now, Mr. Conductor. Yes, now, Mr. Conductor. Right now, Mr.
4: Cross. Wait a minute, what's
2: this? Oh, just another committee. What, not the Peter Pig committee? Oh, no. This is a committee to request a song from you, Mr. Cross. Uh-oh. Yes, yeah, Furry, we want to hear you sing. All of us want to. That's right, Mr. Cross. We want an Easter greeting from you for the passengers on the White Rabbit Bus.
4: Well, all right, let me see. Here's a good old spring song from the Prince of Pilsen which I'd like to dedicate to uh, my 87-year-old aunt Susie. It's a song I can still hear my older sister singing, as she used to do it years ago. Message of the Violet.
0: The rose's lips are warm and red And burning with desire Her heart and soul are all aflame With passion's glowing fire But if you touch her, have a care She thick with thorns beset On the nature when she breathes of love Speaks through the violet I bring a breath of springtime From woodlands where I grew There's a kiss upon each petal My lips are sweet with dew the one who sends its message would whisper a soft to you. I love you, love you,
3: love you
0: and my heart to
2: committee, thank you on behalf of
4: everybody, sir. Well, I'm sure you're welcome, committee, and everyone. And now let me see... uh...
7: We're here, Mr. Conductor. All three of us.
4: All three of uh, you?
7: Yes, sir. Ronald and Peter and Larry, all three of us.
4: (laughs) Well, is this a new trio?
7: Oh, no, Mr. Conductor, we're not going to sing. We're a committee.
4: Another committee, hmm?
7: Yes, sir. We're a committee to request that Diana sing a song (laughs) for us. Now, you know you don't have to go to all that trouble, Ronald. Well, sometimes I have an awfully hard time with you, Diana. I thought maybe I needed a little help today, so I brought my committee. Doesn't that seem a little silly to you, Mr. Conductor?
4: Well, I don't know. Uh...
5: Of course I'll sing if anybody wants me to. I don't need a committee. Come along, Peter. I guess everything's all right. We can go and sit down. Is Diana going to sing? Of course she is. Of course she is and everybody knows
7: that. Are you going to think the circus stays, Diana? Shall I, Mr. Conductor?
4: Well, I think that's a very good one, Diana, because the circus is in town and Diana wants to do this for Jimmy McCallion in California. Looks like a little pink Easter crocus this morning. This is the NBC Children's Hour. And now, a special Easter morning treat by 40 Italian American children of New York City who recently gave the first juvenile presentation of Mascagni's famous opera, Cavalleria Rusticana. We wish we had time to let you hear the entire production by the children. However, we will hear them in five familiar excerpts from the opera under the direction of Miss Ernestine Minchotti, who has trained the children in a year of intensive work. The opera, as you know, tells of some rather sordid happenings in a peaceful Sicilian village square on an Easter Sunday morning. But we're not interested so much in the story today as we are in Mascagni's music as sung by these little Italian artists, 25 of whom are between 4 and 12 years of age and 15 of them from about 12 to 20. When I first heard these dear children, I was really thrilled and profoundly moved, and I think you'll feel the same way after they have sung for you. The music has been arranged for them by Donald Perry and Herman Choloff will be at the piano. Now, I wish you could see the children in their many-colored Sicilian costumes of shawls and sashes, just, uh, just the, uh, the way uh, the artists look in the opera. Well, first we'll hear... Turiddu, the young soldier singing off his love for Lola, who was one of his sweethearts before he left for the wars, but who in the meantime has married a teamster named Alfio. This Sicilian love song, or the Siciliana, as it is called, is sung behind the scenes in the opera. It'll be sung for us now by the youngest Turiddu I have ever known, ten-year-old Michelino Zizzo. No a You could see him in his velvet coat, breeches, his red stockings, red tie, and red sash in his buckled shoes. Sung with all the feeling of a mature artist, though only ten years old, ten-year-old Michelino Zitzo. And now meet our Alfio of the cast in his brown suit and leggings and his fur cap. Another ten-year-old, John Pardi, and believe it or not, John was born on the same day as Michelino, his operatic rival in this story of Cavalier Rusticana. Isn't that a coincidence? <laughs> For Alfio, the teamster, makes his entrance whip in hand in the opera, singing of the happy life of a carter or driver, and also singing of his wife, Lola. And as he joins his friends on this Easter morning, they agree with him in chorus that the teamster's life is a fine one indeed. Ten-year-old John Parody, our Alfio, now sings his whip song, Il Cavallo scalpita.
3: The love for he come
1: do
4: Was uh, ten-year-old John Party, Alfio, and the children in these excerpts from the opera Cavalleria Rusticana, being sung by forty Italian children for us this morning? Near the close of the opera, Turiddu is about to have a duel with Alfio. Turiddu has been a very bad boy, and he feels that fate is against him. He has a premonition of impending tragedy. His dear mother doesn't quite understand it all when he asks her to bless him as she did before he went to the wars. And then he bids her a tender, appealing, yet despairing farewell. Un mamma. Addio. A kiss, mamma. Farewell. Here is ten-year-old Michelino Zizzo again as Triddu, and fourteen-year-old Filomena Bellezza as mamma i The young girl Santuzza, who was deserted by Torriddu, tells Alfio of the bad things Torriddu has been doing, and as Alfio swears vengeance, Santuzza is sorry she has told on her former lover. This is all told to us in the duet we now hear, sung by Gilda De Maio, our 12-year-old Santuzza, and John Pardi, 10-year-old Alfio.
3: For così, she told me, non when
4: And uh, John Pardi. In the opera, you know, after church services, Turiddu invites the villagers to Mamaluccia's wine shop, and here he sings his familiar, lively, carefree drinking song, or Brindisi, Vivo il vino spumeggiante, in which they all heartily join in ringing chorus. First the villagers are heard singing, then Turiddu, our 10 year old Michelino Zitzo, and Lola, 11 year old Rosaria Troia.
7: Non ho visto comparar fior. Non verrà in piazza.
3: Intanto amici qua. Un bel nel bicchiere scintillante, come il riso dell'amante, mi torna in fanciullo. Un bel di, nel bicchiere scintillante, come vita vita il riso dell'amante, mi torna in fanciullo. Fortuna vostra Viva
4: The performance is given by these children demonstrates clearly the fact to me that Tobleria Rusticana is an Italian opera written by an Italian in Italian to be sung by Italians young or old. These children certainly have a natural, traditional musical heritage. They sing as their young director has said because they love to sing and, and they just pour their little emotional hearts and souls into it. We're very happy to have had the privilege of presenting this gifted group uh, and we're very grateful also to their director, Miss Ernestine Minciotti. We'll interest you to know that we have as one of our guests in the studio this morning, Mrs. Luisa Basso, sister of Maestro Leopoldo Mugnoni, who conducted the world premiere of Cavalleria Rusticana in the Constanzi Theater in Rome on May 20th, 1890. And this program will be shortwave to Italy during, uh, well, the next few weeks, and Maestro Mugnoni will hear it at his Italian capital. And now continuing, here is our bunny bus bugler, Jimmy Burke, who plays for us... The uh, Ballad Because by Guy <laughs> Jimmy, you know, just won the cornet contest covering all Long Island high schools for the second year. And now here, the McDickles Trio ending our program with the Easter Parade, Marjorie, Dorothy, and Muriel.
10: Avenue. My Easter bride, the photographers will snap us, and you'll find that you're in the road of gradmure. Oh, I could write a sonnet about your Easter bonnet and all the girls.
4: That the Nichols want to do especially for Mrs. Forball of Stanford, Connecticut. And now I'm afraid it's time for a happy landing. So, a happy landing to you all.
2: Coast to coast on a bus, the White Rabbit Line jumps anywhere, anytime. See you next Sunday, same time.
4: This program is arranged and directed by Miss Madge Tucker, who is the lady next door. I may not be with you on the bus next Sunday. It happens to be my birthday, and I'm hoping to spend it in Vermont. I'll miss the children and you listeners, too. But I'll be one with you listening in. Thank you all for the lovely Easter Todd to the children, especially the one which I have right in front of me here, which, like our song says, may all the ups and downs of life bring only joy to you. (laughs) Milton Cross speaking. This is the National Broadcasting Company, RCA Building, Radio City, New York.
1: Welcome back. Well, actually, a pretty uh, well done episode. Some of the music was just beautifully sung, and even some of those that weren't uh, proficient, you know, in that sense, were pretty cute. And the same thing goes for the skits. Uh, though uh, I did kind of think having the pig character say oink after every line. Was that felt a bit off? I think somebody went hog wild with the silliness on that one, but it, it worked for uh, 24 years. So uh, what do I know on that point? overall pretty entertaining and plus when you get to the second half you get the type of you know really high quality music I don't think you would ever ever see on a children's show today uh, with uh, that opera and those particular uh, performances there were some really beautiful uh, pieces work in here so I really enjoyed this I hope you liked it as well and we have another Easter special coming tomorrow I hope you'll listen to for it. I do want to thank the Patreon supporter of our episode, uh, Neil, who currently supports us at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month and has been one of our Patreon supporters since September of 2016. Thanks so much for your support, Neil. All right, well, that will actually do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for our next Easter episode. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.